Hello, and welcome back to the Lit With Prayer podcast. I'm your host, Dane Camella. Thank you for tuning in yet again to another podcast where we share a Bible story, a personal development tip, and a prayer for your week. If you haven't yet done so, please subscribe wherever you're listening in and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with the Word of God every single week. And if you would like to support us further, go to litwithprayer.com, L-I-T-W-I-T-H, prayer.com, and consider supporting us by picking up any of our Christian-related books or even jewelry for that matter. Thank you guys, your support means everything, and let's jump in to this week's podcast. Blessings and cursings, Numbers 22, 1 through 21. When the children of Israel were on their journey to the promised land, they moved and camped in the plains of Moab, which was on the side of the Jordan River across the city of Jericho. The inhabitants on the land had heard of their exploits and how the God of Israel had delivered them. The Moab people were very upset and afraid. The king of Moab named Balak, or Balak, sent his princes to call on the services of Balaam, who was a practitioner of divination. Divination was the art of revealing the future and using supernatural means to cause good, fortune, or curses. Although Balaam sought supernatural knowledge and acknowledged God, he was not called a prophet of God in the Bible, but a diviner. In the Old Testament, the practice of divination was against God. In Deuteronomy 18, verse 10 through 11, God tells the Israelites that when they come to the promised land, they are not to follow the ways of those nations. They are not to practice divination, witchcraft, fortune-telling, consult spirits, interpret omens, and use sorcery. Balaam was hired for a fee to put a curse on the Israelites. He had the reputation of successfully blessing or cursing people. King Balak sent his princes on a long journey to get him. He told the princes to stay the night while he sought a word from God. God asked Balaam, who are these men with you? Balaam replied that they came from King Balak and were sent so he could accompany them and put a curse on the people who had come out of Egypt. King Balak wanted to defeat and push them out of Moab. God told Balaam not to go with the princes and said, you shall not curse the people for they are blessed. In the morning, Balaam sent the princes of Balak back home to tell the king that God had not given him permission to leave. He let out the message that God had blessed the Israelites and was not to curse them. The king sent back more honorable and important people to Balaam to return to this group, and he promised Balaam's honor and whatever he wanted. Although God had not told him no the first time, Balaam said, if Balak would give me to his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of God, of the Lord my God, to do less or more. However, he said he would seek what God had to say that night. Again, Balaam sought God, and this time God said, if men come to you, call you, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto you, you shall do. The scripture does not say whether the men the next day the next day came to call on Balak or if Balak got up himself and got ready to go. The next verse says that Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the prince of Moab. The next verse says that God's anger was aroused because he went with them. Balak disobeyed God and his heart was set on getting wealth. Perhaps he thought he could place the curse, make a lot of money, and it wouldn't make a difference because the Israelites were blessed. But God told him not to curse them when he told him not to go. Have you prayed and felt God was not telling you what you should do, but deep down you wanted a different answer? Perhaps you were praying about taking a certain job that would pay more, but it wouldn't take up 
your Sundays and you couldn't go to church or you would be working so much and you wouldn't be spending time with your family. Perhaps there's a toxic relationship or bad influence in your life that you know you need to end, but are you afraid of being alone? Have you been tempted to read a horoscope or to get guidance on what you should do rather than seeking God? Have you given up God scenarios like, if you want me to do this, then make this happen? God loves you so much and he wants you to trust him in everything in every situation and decision. God loved you first and he wants the very best for you. And that's why these are that's why there are so many powerful promises in God's word for you. Jesus came to give you an abundant life and he gave you his word, which is full of wisdom on how to live, how to work, how to love, how to grow, how to forgive, and so much more. Seek him while he can be found. Call upon him while he is near. Just like Balaam could not curse what God had blessed, when you know Jesus, you are blessed as well. Personal development tip of the week. Let's talk about commitment. I heard someone once say, are you committed or are you interested? I share this because being interested in something versus committed are two very different things. Have you ever been interested in something, but after a few weeks or even days, you lost interest or the desire to continue doing that thing? Of course you have. We all have. But the reason you stopped was because you were interested at a point and not committed to the thing. I want to talk about that today because I remember when I was interested in my relationship with God, but not committed to it. I attended church. I was saved, saved, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I was interested, but not committed to building my relationship with God. This all changed after attending a church service when I was 18 years old, when the message really spoke to me, and I made, I made a decision to start building my relationship with God. I made a commitment that day to not only just attend church, but start reading my Bible and praying and getting to know God. From that day forward, everything started to change in my life, but it didn't happen overnight. It took years, but the daily progress of pursuing a stronger relationship with God was all I needed to keep going, because when you make progress, you feel a sense of accomplishment, which grows your commitment. So let me ask you today, are you committed to growing in your relationship with God or are you interested? Make the decision today to commit to growing in your relationship with God and watch how he changes your life. I have a question for you if you're watching or listening to this podcast. And if you are, and you'd like to put your question in, go to litwithprayer.com slash substack, and you can put your question in. The question of the week is what area of your life changed the moment you got committed. Let me know in the comments and I look forward to reading all your comments. Prayer for the week. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that guides me and reminds me of how I should live. I don't always do what is right. And when I recognize that I've missed it, you are there to help me do better. I thank you for forgiveness. And I ask you for your help that empowers me to live victoriously. In Jesus name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. You never know who might need to hear a message or a story like the one shared today. If you'd like to support us further, go to litwithprayer.com. That's L-I-T-W-I-T-H prayer.com and consider supporting us, picking up any of our resources, books, jewelry, or anything like that. It means so much. And make sure you subscribe and review our podcast if you haven't yet done so. Thank you again for the support. I hope you enjoyed this and I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast to come. God bless.